Greetings in Jesus' name. I'm Bishop Chester Wright, and this is the video teaching series, God's Love for Us. This is lesson number five, and uh, the title of this lesson is Personally Knowing the Love of Christ. And I've got a little subtitle for this lesson. Uh, Everything, everything is founded on the love of God. Whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we participate with it or not, everything is founded on the love of God. Everything. And so uh, I'd like to read to you uh, some awesome, awesome verses. Of course, the whole Bible is awesome, but uh, th- these are just, th- these verses are just chock full of, uh, of the principles of God. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning with verse 14, says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. That is just, that's so amazing. I'm going to read the Amplified and from Weiss translation before I begin to teach, just, just, uh, just, just because I feel to do that. The Amplified Version, Ephesians 3, uh, beginning with verse 14. For this cause, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that, uh, that Father with, from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. May, may he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory, to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself dwelling, indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, what is the breadth and length and depth and height, height and depth of it, that ye may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which surpasses mere knowledge without experience or intellectual knowledge, that you may be filled through all your being unto the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself wow wow is that just just amazing stuff that's just really amazing it's amazing awesome 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 uh then we says it this way uh, verse 14 Ephesians 3, on this account I bow my knees to the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named and that that he would grant to you according to the wealth of his glory with power to be strengthened through the Spirit in the inward man. 
that, that the Christ may finally settle down and feel completely at home in your hearts through your faith, in love having been firmly rooted and grounded, in order that ye may be able, you may be able to grasp with all the saints what is the breadth and width and height and depth, and to know experientially the love of Christ, which surpasses experiential knowledge, in order that ye may be filled up to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, everything about those verses are supposed to be taken personal. Everything about those verses applies to us personally. Everything about them. Everything about those verses has fundamental principles that are so very critical if you want to know God and therefore know the love of Christ. And notice all of these things God, uh, Paul says to the Holy Ghost that God wants to do for us and to us, with us, through us. He, he says these things all founded upon the love of God. The whole thing is about the love of God. So he says that he, that that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Well, you say the word love is not there. No, but Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God is shed abroad by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto me. So the same spirit that's in me and gives me the love of God is the same spirit that Paul prayed that God's grace would activate and cause to to uh, uh, strengthen me in my inner man. So therefore, because of Romans 5, 5, coupled with Ephesians 3, chapter uh, 16, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, it is the love of God activated by the agency of the Spirit of God, all of that being called the grace of God, at work in me to strengthen me in my inner man to be who God wants me to be and to do what God wants me to do. Praise God. And what is the purpose of that? What What is Paul saying that the motive of his prayer was? What was the end game, the, uh, the, uh, the end goal of it? What was it? Well, uh, that, for this cause, on this account, that, he would, uh, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Now, when you read both the Amplified and Weasts on that verse, it says something we don't quite believe. I've either got God or I don't got, I don't have God. Yeah, well, not according to this verse, is it? You see, I can have the Spirit of God without the word of God abiding in me permanently. <laughs> the word Christ, it was, Christ was the word made flesh. And he's called Christ the anointed one because the word is anointed. What is doing the anointing is the spirit. So I can have the anointing spirit 
without the word of God at home in my life, without that anointed word settled in my life. And a lot of people have the spirit. But according to Thayer's, the Greek word translated spiritual in the King James New Testament means not only to be filled with the Spirit, but to be governed by the Spirit. To be spiritual, according to the definition of the Greek word, according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, I have to both be filled with the Spirit and to be governed by the Spirit. And that governing is directed by, ruled by, and is overseen by the Word of God. So uh, I'm going to read that again from the Amplified. Uh, that he may, that, that may Christ through your faith actually dwell. And Amplified expands on that. The meaning of dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. Well, if you go back to Romans 1 1, you'll find that this book was written to the church, not to sinners. So the Holy Ghost is now, uh, not Romans 1 1, that says that there too, but this is Ephesians, isn't it? Ephesians 1 1. This is written to the church at Ephesus. This is written to believers. People that believed the same doctrine the apostles did. Believed in the same God the apostles did. Believed in the same ministry the the apostles did. And yet, Christ was not settled down in their hearts. And why would that be? Because they visit him and leave him and visit him and leave him. Visit him and leave him. He's not ruling in their lives. He's not settled down there he's not uh he doesn't feel welcomed and then of course we says again that christ may might finally settle down and feel completely at home in your hearts through your faith wow in other words it's possible to go to church faithfully pay your ties live a separated life obey your pastor and Christ not be at home in you. The anointed word not be at home because it doesn't feel welcomed in you. Well, what's the problem when that's the case? We don't really know the love of God. We don't know Christ. And since God is love, we don't know the love of God. Yeah. We don't know the love of God. And so... Here's, here's what happens. If I'm strengthened with might by my, in my spirit, by the grace of God in my inner man, then that strengthening of God and weakening of me, because God can't be strengthened in me unless I'm weakened, as I've taught in other lessons and other series. Uh, Paul from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. When I'm weak, the Lord said, uh, Paul said, when I'm weak, he is strong. And so when he is being strengthened in me, and I'm submitting to that strengthening of God and the weakening of me, then the anointed word begins to feel at home in me, 
and understands that I'm not just visiting him occasionally. Not just reading the word when I get around to it. But I'm living the word, breathing the word, eating the word, thinking the word, drinking the word. Right. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. In other words, if I am spiritually unstable, it's a love problem. Because if I have a revelation of love, I have a revelation of God, and I have a revelation of how much God loves me. And so therefore, uh, my life is uh, stable if I have that revelation. If I don't have that revelation, my life is unstable. So not only are there some that live where Christ, the anointed word, doesn't feel at home in them, but they're unstable because they're not rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. Uh, the, uh, the Amplified says, May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on his love. And Weeks again says uh, that in love, having been firmly rooted and grounded. There's an attachment to love by my roots that I absolutely got a hold of it. And I'm not going to let go because I've sunk my roots deep into the love. And my whole life is built on the foundation of God and His Word, and God is love, so therefore upon the love of God. Now, that we're strengthened with might by His Spirit and our inner man, that, that Christ, the anointed Word, might be at home in us, that we might put our roots down deep into love and, and we might have a foundation of stability in our life that's based on the love of God and that we may be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth and length and depth and height and what an amazing verse. But I'm not going to be teaching on that in this lesson. I have a whole lesson I'm going to teach just on verse 18. And so, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Listen to what the Amplified says there again. That ye may really come to know practically, through experience for yourself, the love of Christ, which for, far surpasses mere knowledge without experience or intellectual knowledge. Now, <laughs> you can talk about the love of God. We can read about the love of God. You can pass tests. That you've got, you've got scriptures you can quote on the love of God, but if you've never actually had personal experience in the love of God, okay, I received the Holy Ghost and the love of God should have brought my heart by the Holy Ghost. But if I have the Spirit, but I'm not yielded to the Spirit and letting the Spirit of the Lord govern me, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Supreme Ruler. That's what the word Lord means. If I'm not letting the, the Spirit of the Supreme Ruler govern me, then uh, I don't really know Christ, and I don't really know the love of Christ. I know may know about them. I may go to church. I may, I may have had some experience, but I don't really trust the love of God. Because I don't really know the love of God. To know the love of Christ which passeth, or the uh, Greek is surpasses, 
knowledge without experience, as one of those two translations said, or head knowledge. Head knowledge is what I know that I've never experienced. I can read what somebody else says will work, but I have no experience of it working. I can tell you that the Bible says it would work, but I have no experience of it working. So I have knowledge, but I don't have the uh, the experiential knowledge that gives me understanding and wisdom and you know, I, I respect education and I, I am appreciative of the education the Lord allowed me to have, uh, the formal education. But to me, learning has nothing to do with education. Learning is a mindset. Learning is a hunger. Learning is something you do, you choose to do continuously. A lot of people have knowledge put in their heads that they didn't choose to do. There was a course you had to take. It was a required course. So you sit there, you endured it. You did enough work so you could pass the final and get that out of the way and go on to the next thing you might be more interested in. But the problem is, and it is the problem, uh, that's, that's not working knowledge. I have a Bachelor of Science degree in engineering for the United States Naval Academy. Ask me to do some of that stuff I took. I wouldn't have a clue where to start. I understand the basic concept of statistics and probability. But I couldn't sit down with paper, pen and paper, or on a computer and calculate the uh, probabilities of things. I I wouldn't know where to start. And I took differential equations. I forgot what they are. I haven't used them since I left the Naval Academy. I don't know what that is. I know the word. I know I took a whole semester and I know I passed the course. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Calculus? I had calculus one, two, and three. Passed all those courses. Love math. Love logic. But I... I, I I can do algebra, a little bit of algebra. I use basically I use algebra a lot. Some of those basic formulas that that you uh, use, you know, if uh, whatever, you know, I use that. But I learned that in high school. I took algebra in high school. But I took all those courses. I took uh, uh, thermodynamics. I took electrical engineering, one one electrical uh, engineering course. We had to do all these things because we're potentially going to be aboard a ship and they didn't know in advance which department we were going to be working in. I had navigation. I know the fundamentals of uh, celestial navigation, but enough to teach about them and use them in uh, spiritual application but I wouldn't want to be at sea right now and trust my memory of the details of how to do celestial navigation to find out where I am and how to get to where I want to go. So intellectual knowledge is wonderful, but experiential knowledge is far superior. And when it comes to the love of Christ, knowing the love of Christ, 
there's really no comparison about between intellectually knowing about the love of Christ, being able to quote the scriptures and explain the doctrine, and experiential love where it gets out of your head, into your heart, and says, I can count on this. I can rely on this knowledge. Because it's not just knowledge anymore. Now it's become understanding. And then through experience, over time you gain wisdom. And that is how to apply the understanding of the knowledge that you have been given. And then ultimately, it's the will of God for us to be able to impart that to somebody else. And we've all experienced it. We've all sat and listened to somebody that was a good reader. They read well and they, they gained some knowledge, uh, uh, intellectual knowledge about some things, and they can regurgitate what they've read about it. But that, you, that doesn't make a difference. And when it comes to God and the things of God, you can tell the difference almost instantly if you're in tune with the Spirit between somebody that's standing there talking to you about something they've studied but have no experience with and somebody that not only has experienced or has intellectual knowledge of that subject, but they have embraced that subject and they've lived that subject and they have experience with that. And now they're talking about it with conviction. Because they are convinced. I know a lot of stuff I'm not convinced about. And I can read about a lot of stuff I'm not convinced about. And I don't have any experience with. But the things I know and I have experience with, I can speak with conviction about those things. Some would call it arrogancy, but I call it certainty. When you have experience with some things, you have certainty of it. And so the verses I didn't read after the text today uh, that I will read in uh, another lesson, but I'll quote here. Uh, he said, And know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him. Now, the trans what gets you to the now is all of that. All this stuff I'm talking about here, that gets you to the now. And then it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above, all that we ask or think, which is describing prayer, according to the power that worketh in us, or the power that is active and operative in us, unto him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages. Amen. So, when, when, when it becomes experiential, now it's more than just faith. Faith is confidence in what God said. But hope, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Hope is a confidence not just in what was said, but in the one saying it. And what is my confidence based on? His love shows me his character and his motives and his desires and it assures me that his plans all work together for good, as I've taught in other lessons and will teach. It assures me of that case. It assures me of it. So the question comes down to this. What, uh, 
What am I supposed to do here? What can I do? I can submit myself to the Spirit of God, yield myself to the work of His grace, and let, by the grace of God, yield myself to the strengthening of God by His Spirit in my inner man that Christ may dwell in my heart by faith. That I can become a stable, mature Christian by getting deeply rooted in his love and his love being the foundation of my life. And that he can teach me the breadth and length and depth and height of his love and have experience with his love so that I pass from intellectual knowledge to experiential knowledge which will allow me to be filled with all the fullness of God. And then now, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that the Lord would let you and me, would allow us, would help us, would empower us to walk, through these verses and come to this place of spiritual maturity in the love of God, that we might be mightily used of God for the sake of his kingdom. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you.